Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, joined always by my man, Lucas Kaser, and you are tuned into the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Candlestick Kids, leave a rate and review anywhere you're listening to your podcast, and follow us on IG at FantasyFootball underscore TCK Pod, and on Twitter at TCK underscore Pod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What's up, TCK Potters? Episode 206 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. This time, we are kicking it back. And we are doing a mock draft, a running back heavy mock draft. Last week for the quarterbacks, we did a super flex mock, which is insane. We ended up getting Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott in the first two rounds, which I don't think is going to happen come August, but it did. So we took advantage of it. And then we were able to bone up on running backs and punted receivers, but we got good value late. That worked out that way. For this draft, purposely, we're going heavy on running backs. We're going to see what it looks like if we go at least three rounds picking running backs. After that, if we get value at quarterback or tight end, we'll take it. If wide receivers are on the board and we want them, we'll go there. Uh, But we'll just see what happens. Maybe we go five rounds with running backs. We'll see what happens. We are on the Fantasy Pros website and the Draft Wizard, as y'all are familiar with, that we love to use and we uh, recommend that you use. They are not a sponsor at all. We just It's a great tool to use. It's free to use. We do have a subscription package so we can bring you certain features uh, for this podcast and for what we do to bring you extra value, but it is free to use for you to use the Draft Wizard. I highly recommend it. There is an app also where you could be using it. You could literally do a draft in 15 minutes, no exaggeration. Um, So I highly recommend you download that and check it out. Before we get into this draft, Lucas, I know that you are in general a proponent of running back heavy um, now is that only in redraft specifically in dynasty PPR? Like, are you always running back heavy or are you format based? Like walk me through that really quick before we get going. Yeah. So one, if you're in redraft, we'll, we'll probably go over it a bunch of times. Running back heavy is the way to go. Don't zero RB. It works one year. I've tried, I, I, I do it with like one of my leagues every year just to kind of keep tabs on it. I'm not going to say it doesn't work, but it's not optimal if you're just playing to have fun. And you're, if you're playing one league, go running back heavy. You can't risk doing random strategies. But, yeah, redraft, most of the time it's running back heavy in terms of, like, most of the time I'll go my first two picks, running back, running back, or if top three receiver falls around two, whatever. But in dynasty, I don't know, that's tough because you can kind of play it two different ways, whereas you can build around the receiver and then use your picks to be – running back heavy so it kind of just depends because I play in a lot of super flex so you can do pretty running back heavy and still get Nick Chubb around two just because the quarterbacks go so it just kind of depends so not really a set dynasty strategy but uh redraft pretty pretty running back heavy I think that it's you see every year it comes down to like oh you're fine my two running backs are fine and then week 10 everyone's like oh I wish I would have drafted two more running backs but you can just eliminate all that by going and getting two more earlier and then you have trade bait, which we'll probably go through as we go through it all in end season and stuff. But, yeah, running back heavy is the 
I would think the the plus the plus EV the plus return on your money for your leagues. Does draft position have to do with your strategy at all? No, I don't think so because I think that normally we see about seven to eight running backs that are pretty first round worthy. And I don't want to say it's like most ADPs in terms of how the drafts play out, no matter who you draft with, there will be one or two tight receivers going in round one. This year it'll be Michael Thomas. And then we'll probably have someone flirt in to the end of the first round. Like, like, uh, I don't know, Julio Adams, Tyree. Cause last year it was Adams was the locked and loaded guy. And then we kind of saw Julio slide in there, D hop. So most of the time you can, get your guys without having to do too much reaching fair all right man let's get into this so we do have the draft wizard here as you can see the screen on youtube Uh, i went through it pretty in depth on the quarterback episode so i'm not going to do that again here to save some time but i will say that we're doing a 12 team full ppr snake draft uh you can see that we have one quarterback two running back two receiver one tight end one flex just five bench spots right now. It is a shorter roster, uh, but we're just doing five just for sake of the time on the podcast. We got all the ADPs ready to go. And once again, Lucas and I are going to randomize. Lucas, can you just put a big circle around that draft position randomize right there? If you're watching YouTube, that right here is my favorite thing because you know what? In some keeper leagues, in some keeper leagues, you know where you're going to draft, right? My league of record, we, we draw that in, in usually June and we all have two months to know, like, I have the sixth pick. I've got keepers. I've got the sixth pick. I can mock all summer knowing I have the sixth pick in this league. Here's what my team could look like. You could strategize around that. But you know what? If you just want to mock draft and say, shit, if I get the 10th position, I want to be ready. If I get the third position, I want to be ready. If I get the turn, I want to be ready. You can randomize it, take whatever you want, and change it. So, Lucas, please hit slowly three times on the randomizer, and then we will get into this draft. Right. One time, two times, and third time we get the 11th pick in the draft. So, I mean, we'll see the whole – I kind of like the turn, not going to lie. I kind of like that spot. For sure. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get it started. So, yeah, we'll see actually the question you asked me, the sort of does it matter in the draft position, uh, if it it does matter at all. So, let's go ahead and get this simmed here. Um, We'll recap it after we – all right. So, you go for it. Yeah, well, I was just going to mention, I'm not, I'm, you know, I will talk about some of the features here on the, on this app. If you, if it's the first time you're hearing us or seeing this thing, just because we'll try to like keep it short because I know I've gone over it a lot, but um, right off the bat, we're looking at the draft board. Okay. So fantasy pros draft wizard drafts very quickly and we can already see Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, all go off by us in the 11th. So we are going running back no matter what with our strategy right now. Okay. Now if Michael Thomas, Falls to us at number 11. We'd probably go Michael Thomas, but that's never going to happen. So at number 11, so Lucas, right away, let's look at the cheat sheets. And if we look at the cheat sheets, we can see all the positions right away. And let's maybe hide those drafted players too real quick to just help shrink the uh, top right-hand corner. Oh, yep, yep. It'll just help uh, shrink down the list. Okay, so we're looking at running back. So on the list, and this is ADP, ECR, expert consensus ranking, ECR, ADP, average draft position. This is going to let us know what the experts are telling us to pick. So this is Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, lots of guys. So we're looking at two running backs here in four picks. I like this group a lot. Personally, right now, right off the bat, Joe Mixon's my number six. I love Joe Mixon here. Any disagreement in, in Joe Mixon? 
No, yeah, he's my seven, and I think that it he will be right around this ADP no matter what happens this offseason. So, yeah, I think that's my pick. Um, I guess it. before we go, who are you trying to get with the next pick? Who would you want in a perfect situation with all those players available? Well, personally, I would love to get Kenyon Drake as well. I think I've got him at my number seven. I know that I'm higher on Kenyon Drake than a lot of other people, but personally, I believe in the Cardinals offense this year. I think he's going to get the work. Um, he had 808 touchdowns in just eight games last year. I think he's going to get that work. Even David Johnson was a top five running back under Cliff Kingsbury in the first half of the season last year. I would love to see Joe Mixon and Kenyon Drake personally. For sure. All right. So let's see who we can get here. So Joe Mixon, we took Alaire, Tyree Kill went. So we pretty much got away. Someone paired the uh, Kansas City Chiefs players, which is definitely a strategy. So we see Kenyon Drake. Basically, I think who we see that we would actually take would be Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine if you want to go Drake just to be kind of different with it so we're not just sticking to our rankings. I think there's not much of a difference between – I did say that that could easily be the sleeper pick on yesterday's, yesterday's episode so we could take the strategy since we are building RBs that we take him with the upside of the May pair. I don't know, Chris Carson or something as our next pick just so we have the – we don't miss out on what we could miss out maybe with, I don't know, say we think Eckler's going to be super high ceiling. So I don't mind Drake here at all. Okay, before we do that, though, I'll kick it back to you on this pick. Like who, if not Kenyon Drake, who would you want? Or let's say we pick Drake, who do you want to follow us uh, in the, you know, again, we're, we got a good 20 picks <laughs> until we go again. So it's going to be a minute. But who would you love to see here as our third running back? Yeah, I think that, um, so if we do go Drake, we do kind of have two guys that are at like the, the 17 opportunity range a game with the extreme upside, like with, with top three upside if the offenses can figure it out. So I think we kind of maybe dial it back a little bit to like a David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, Kareem Hunt. Um, if like David Johnson, I know we don't like him, or James Conner, like those are still safer picks to pair with those guys because when they're healthy, they could easily be top 12 guys. So I'd say if we go Drake, probably a safer guy. If we were to go, say, Chubb to be our safe guy, maybe like a Singletary or a Moster at the next pick. But I think if we go Drake, I would hope for a, a just a volume play, if anything. Okay. Well, if you're good with it, man, let's go with Kenyon Drake here. Let's do it. But, yeah, like I said, so with the sort of flow of – kind of how it went. We didn't really have to re not reach. We didn't have to try and go get anyone outside of the comfortability range. And we still have two guys that at worst are high end two running backs, basically. Like they're 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 gonna be RB thirteen, fourteen with the extreme upside. Um so we the draft got soon to our next pick. A lot of running backs did go. Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Lenny Fournette, Miles Sanders, Gurley all went and then a cluster of receivers. We saw both quarterbacks go, and Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz all went. So we are back up. And Melvin Gordon, I forgot to read. So we are back up here, still sticking with the running backs. We see Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, James Conner, and a couple other guys down the list. So kind of a pretty good list. Um, what are you thinking here? Okay, so a couple things I want to discuss right now. So first of all, let's talk about the running backs because we pretty much committed no matter what, which I will put a disclaimer I don't think it's a smart idea. This is a mock draft and we're doing it specifically to talk about the strategy. I don't think it's a good idea ever to go into any draft at all and say, oh, I'm yeah. going, I'm going yeah. to do this no matter what. Not a good idea. We did it for a mock draft on purpose because we're trying to just kind of like see what this team will look like. Um, 
So if we're looking at a third running back, which we did say we're going to commit to three running backs no matter what, we're looking at Chris Carson, Lev Bell, John Taylor, uh, David Johnson, James Conner, Devin Singletary, Mark Ingram, David Johnson. So not a terrible group. All those guys are potentially RB2s, so some good floors in there. Now, before we move on, we're not going to pick a quarterback yet. Um, as much as we love Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, we're not going to go that way. We do have Mark Andrews available, which, again, we're, we're going to go running back. But I'm thinking, let's think four picks ahead. So we pick a running back. Who are we looking at on that turn? Now, it could be a fourth running back, or we're looking at our wide receivers right now, which are DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Odell, Keenan Allen, your boy Robbie Woods, uh, Calvin Ridley, Sutton, A.J. Brown, and then we have some tight ends available as well, top tier. So before we pick this third running back, because that might determine which kind of running back we pick is who's available as far as a receiver or a tight end. Because we're on the turn, we only have two picks until we pick again. Um, so we can pretty much guarantee that we're going to get anybody but two players on this draft board. So let's just talk through it really quickly. Um, say we go, you know, for example, I know we're split on Le'Veon Bell a little bit. I still think it's kind of early for Le'Veon Bell. We might even be able to get him in the, in the fourth round. So maybe Jonathan Taylor, who has a huge ceiling, but he's not the starter per se right away. Chris Carson just got Carlos Hyden. David Johnson, hit or miss. James Conner, got to stay healthy. Devin Singletary now has Zach Moss. Mark Ingram has J.K. Dobbins, and maybe we can wait on him for a couple rounds too. What are you feeling here for running back? And then what do you think maybe looking ahead at pick four we should be looking at? Yeah, I think since we kind of committed to the upside plays, you could say I think Jonathan Taylor is probably the pick. It wouldn't make sense it. to go Le'Veon Bell. I think – I mean, I think if DJ Moore falls, I think we just smash DJ Moore because that kind of falls into the same category. But I don't mind Mark Andrews. Um, I'm sort of doing a little more research on – I'm kind of like a little off Mark Andrews in terms of like he's going to see regression just like the way he just is based on just the numbers, but he still could see the same as last year. So I'm kind of like split on him. But I think pairing – Jonathan Taylor could be – 20, 20 points plus a game when he wins over the backfield with our two other running backs. I think Andrews would be a solid spot there. Um, if Andrews and DJ Moore go, I would say probably Cooper. Just could be see the upside as much as we don't like the injury history. We see the upside when he plays and we could just handcuff him with CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup. So I like Jonathan Taylor here. And then I'd say probably Andrews and then probably DJ Moore if I had to rank him. Okay. And if DJ Moore and Andrews go – and we picked Jonathan Taylor, are you opposed to picking a fourth running back who, who's a starter? And then literally we pick receivers, a tight end, and a quarterback pretty much probably the rest of the draft. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, Let's go JT here, see what happens. Yeah, I don't know who we'd possibly pick. Uh, I got to get Jonathan Taylor. All right, Jonathan Taylor is picked. And we see Mark Andrews and DJ Moore, the two guys that we wanted to take. <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, so, really, really quick, I want to I want to put a little nudge here. I'm going to go into go in on him in the tight end episode, but I love Mark Andrews personally. 46 percent snap share last year. That's stupid. He's going to be. I th honestly, dude, I hear what you're saying as far as the regression for the numbers you put up. I actually am excited to make the argument that it's the other way around. I think he's actually got room to grow in this offense. Uh, so anyway, I I love Mark Andrews, and and for Zach Ertz to go before him in this mock, I think is silly personally but okay back to the drawing board here do we look at a fourth running back I'm not crazy about Amari Cooper I know you have hesitations about Odell although I do like him a lot 
Um, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods sounds great, but we might be able to get one of those guys next round. Not into any of the tight ends at this point. So, you know, it's either like another starting running back and then we just go receiver the whole rest of the draft or we pick a receiver here and make sure we get one of those top end guys. What are you thinking? What if we threw out the idea to maybe go like Dak? Hmm. I don't know though, because I like Russ. Because I think that there really isn't much of a tier break. Like I have Ridley pretty high, but I think it wouldn't make sense to go Ridley because there's so many receivers there. I also don't know if we really need to go a volume play at running back. But we don't need to reach on tight end. There's definitely little upside with the running backs available right now, and we can we can grab a guy later on that might have some upside too. So maybe we can not worry about the running back. So I like that. So we got our three, and now we're looking at who's left for, for receivers. So we're in the fourth round, and we're still looking at Amari Cooper, Odell, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Alvin Ridley. Out of that group, I've got Odell the highest. I know people are scarred. I get it. Um, he's healthy this year. I think he's going to have a great year personally, and he's a, a solid number one. Keenan Allen would probably be the other one that I would feel good about potentially as our wide receiver one. And then again, we know what the value is going to be at quarterback and receiver. So Dak might not last, but I would be shocked if Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray don't fall to us in the next round if we really want to go with the high quarterback. Otherwise, again, we could punt until the end. That's tough because I like all those guys. I'm super big on Ridley this year, but I, mm. you don't think he'd be available in the fifth round? I don't know. Is the thing I think I like in like in terms of like if I was in an actual draft, I'd probably wait. I'll tell you what. Let's oh, take gosh. a look here. Go to the pick predictor up here next to the uh, cheat sheets and the draft board. Hit that real quick. That's going to give us an idea of where guys are landing. Where's Calvin Ridley? 99% chance that he's going to get drafted before we get back here. If we look at the quarterbacks, actually there's a good chance that Dak might even fall to us too. So we probably should go wide receiver here. Um, now, here's, here's the idea. I'm not against Calvin Ridley per se as a player. Are you confident as him as our wide receiver one as he's not even the wide receiver one on his own team? That's my yeah. guess. I there's there's a ton of vacated production. I don't think Gurley and Hayden Hurst and Russell Gage are going to fill all of it. We Dirk Cutter's still there. Like the, he's going to see the same amount of targets that Cooper, Odell, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods probably will see. And it's attached to Matt Stafford. Pretty good offense. Pretty good offensive line. I think that like we kind of we kind of I know I'm going to probably I've probably mentioned it. The whole Chris Godwin thing last year was pass heavy offense good offensive line, pretty good team, and a ton of vacated production. It's the same exact thing with Ridley, and I think Ridley's just a better receiver in general anyways. More dominant receiver out of Alabama. So I'm, I'm really big on him. Um, but that being said, it's not like he's like – he's not here in Amari Cooper, Odell, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen are all the way down here. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of split it either way. Um, but if I had to pick, I would probably go Ridley out of all the receivers. Really? Okay. Um, personally, I would probably go Odell or Keenan Allen. I just think they're more, they're more apt for the floor and the upside. Um, and I think you said Matt Stafford on accident, obviously you mean Matt Ryan, just want to yeah. clear that up. Um, let's flip a coin, man. Uh, let's see what happens. You can either pick a guy or we can go with, um, go with our dude. Also, we do have the undo button. So why don't we just do a science experiment really quick? We'll take two seconds. Pick, um, Odell or Keenan Allen, your choice. Uh, we'll go Odell. We'll bank on the upside. I don't. I don't want Amari Cooper. Period. Can we agree on that? 
No, yeah, neither do I. Um, we'll, we'll go Odell and we'll bank on the upside here. Okay, so we'll go with Odell. We'll see if uh, maybe there's even not, yeah, there's not a chance he falls. We can we can just roll with it because none of those receivers are going to fall back to us. So I'm cool with that. Deal, fair enough. All right, let's look back at the cheat sheets. Oh, the draft board. That's that's fine. We can stay here for a second. Draft board because we are back up again and we can see everybody that went there. So. Let's see. We went with Odell. Amari went right after us. Chris Carson, Lev Bell, David Johnson, James Conner, Mark Ingram, and Singletary all went as running backs. And then a ton of receivers went off the board. So let's look back here. We have three running backs and we have one receiver. Let's look back at the uh, um, cheat sheets. And let's see what we're looking at. So let's look at the running backs again one more time because we're kind of running out of the, the top end running backs. So we got DeMont, who I know we both are okay with. You can play the the upside of, of DeAndre Swift eventually. Kareem Hunt's here. Our boy, he Mostert. We can have the, the blanket and potential upside of James White. Everybody else we're going to probably wait on. David Montgomery's probably the only running back I would be considering right now. Yeah, I think that's my pick. I think that that's a perfect leverage point in terms of he's safe as it is. You bank on the efficiency upgrade, and he's an easy flip or trade target, or he's an easy trade one of your other three because you still have – 12 points a game in the flex. So I think, I think that's a great pick. Um, and then I think we go receiver with the next pick out of the tier that we see kind of in front of us. Let me throw this iron in the fire just because before you pick him, Dak Prescott is still available. We did mention him uh, earlier in the fifth round. I think it's pretty good value. Um, if we wanted to go early quarterback, we could – I mean, we picked Dak in the last mock. <laughs> so obviously we like him. We could punt and go late round quarterback just because, uh, but I do want to mention that Dak Prescott's number three uh, for, for both of us. So it, I like him. If you like him, we can get him mm -hmm. in the fifth round here and lock that up. Or again, I'm okay to move on, but I did want to just mention before we, before we moved on that he was still available. Yeah, we could go him here and I'm honestly okay with Swift, Kareem Hunt or Mostert. So that's honestly probably not a, that's a good if like they, strategy. He wants gone. Yeah, I think – or even Cam Akers, he's going to see 250 touches. So, yeah, I think we'll go, we'll go Dak here because that actually – the, the, the idea of the make sure you get him plays well there. Um, okay. so now, again, we're going to get a grade at the end of this, which is going to be shitty because I'll, I'll explain actually maybe. Can you uh, go to the draft board again or uh, the suggestions? I'm just going to explain that real quick for people watching just in case. So we look at A.J. Green right here. He's got a 38%, Darren Waller 34%. Those are the, that's the ECR. So that's what the experts are telling us based on our team and based on the value, who we should pick and the percentage-wise. Then you look at their schedule underneath there, um, which obviously you know, we're not excited about for those players. So what I'm saying is if it says A.J. Green is 38% and we decide, nah, we'll pass on him, we're going to go with Tyler Boyd at 14%, that's going to affect our fantasy pros grade at the end of this draft. So by picking Dak Prescott there, who was 25% below AJ green, we're going probably not to get the best uh, fantasy grade, but I don't want people to get super hung up on that because frankly, we're trying to make the best team. We had a strategy coming in. We want the best players. We think Dak Prescott brings the most value with that upside. So we, we made that pick. I just want to explain that real quick. So, okay, cool. Let's go back to the draft board and see uh, what we're looking at. All right, Terry McLaurin and Kyler Murray just went, so that probably would have been Dak Prescott right there. So now we're looking at um, our running back positions. So 36, he's Demon is the one up at the top. We could probably even get Heem in the next round. 
what do you think about receiver really quick, um, just in case? Because we do have three strong running backs. Let's just look at the receivers quick. And I know, uh, you know, I know you're not crazy about A.J. Green. I, I got mixed feelings. I'm not crazy about Landry or Tyler uh, Boyd. I know you like Julian Edelman, but he might fall another round. Michael Gallup obviously got the hit with C.D. Lamb. Will Fuller's unpredictable. I'm not sure that Marquise Brown's going to be that guy. I'm kind yeah, of kind of feeling Demont still. Yeah, there's not really like a tear break in terms of like someone like AJ Green probably would be the tear break if you're going to like play with the injury concern. But as you know, we we do and we don't. We do um, cal- we calculate not calculated like we we take it into consideration, but not like eh, it doesn't matter. Just draft whoever. So yeah, I think. I think Demont's here, and then I think we just go wide receiver, wide receiver, or if there's a tight end, um, not just, I mean, kind of just all like the sort of middle tier tight ends anyway. So I think we just go Demont and then fill out the rest. Okay, I'm into it. That's crazy. Then he goes in the sixth round. He was like a third round pick, fourth round pick last year, and he had like 300 touches, and everyone's just completely He's off. He's fine. He's fine. He had a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, people just they put their mock drafts into too much consideration when looking at a. Uh, projected value all right um okay let's look at wide receivers and tight ends really quick yes Ooh, i i kind of like evan ingram here I, ju- I was just gonna say the same thing and evan ingram gives me like you know that like not in your stomach you know you get before you have to like re- you know do like a school report in front of the whole fucking class and you get that not <laughs> yeah in your stomach. yeah, that's, yeah. What evan, that's what evan ingram gives me but i'll tell you right now the the eight games that he's healthy, he's a top five tight end, and we can stream otherwise. And you and I both have plenty of streaming tight ends we're excited about. We can get with our last pick in the draft. The upside that Evan Ingram allows also, um, the all of those weapons being healthy, I think Evan Ingram gets gets the biggest biggest opportunity in that offense this year. And with Jason Garrett, let's not forget Jason Garrett is potentially calling the plays. Well, he will be calling the plays for the Giants. Jason Witten, for the last 20 years, <laughs> has been a top 12 tight end and has a fraction of the athletic ability that Evan Ingram does. He's still young. I know he's been hurt. He's got the sixth best strength of schedule for the tight ends. I'm into it, dude. I'm into it. Let's do Evan Ingram. Yeah, that's that, that, like, based on my last point with AJ Green, that's like a calculated injury grab to where you can – and it's the tight end position. Like, that's where you can maneuver. It's the upside, dude. You got to play the upside. Once you you don't have those top guys, you do that. Okay, cool. So, let's look at our team really quick. Can you hit – It's on the top left up here. Beautiful. Okay, so we have Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Odell Beckham Jr., Evan Ingram, Jonathan Taylor, and our flex, and David Montgomery. So, we've got one receiver uh, to pick for sure, and then we have four bench spots. So, honestly, we have our quarterback. We have our tight end. We have four starting running backs that could all be definitely uh, running back twos, and most of them could – I mean, they could all be running back ones. So I like that a lot. Odell's just plain upside, of course. Evan Ingram, same thing. Dak Prescott could be the number one overall quarterback, and Evan Ingram, of course, plays the upside. We have five picks left. I think at least three of these should be receivers, maybe four of them, and then maybe we can get a streaming tight end just in case in the back end. How do you feel about that? No, yeah, I don't mind that at all. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to figure out the route we go here. So the most upside to me, uh, that's tough because I like Christian Kirk here. I like Brandon Cooks here, but we also still have Odell because that's a tough pairing 
to me, obviously we're taking a ton of receivers, but we still need to get a second starter like that we don't have to worry about. Oof, I don't know. Because Sterling Shepard's there. I like Darius Slayton a lot in terms of like the the truest starter with upside, I guess you could say. Preston Williams is there, Golden Tate. Me too, but I think all those guys we can wait a round or two yeah. still even. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks left. Look at all the tight ends left. Look at all the running backs that are left that the rest of the league has to pick. We've already got our running backs, you know what I'm saying? So all the all these running backs, we still, we still got to pick here. So um, as far as the receivers here, I'm with you. Uh, there's definitely some – some risk we don't really have a true number one personally I know it's not sexy but I I feel good about Mike Williams down here just because I think that he's got the upside he's I think he's got a good floor Deontay Johnson could surprise I do like Darius Slayton um Sterling Shepard I don't hate but we have Evan Ingram and I'm not sure that I can count on that Giants offense as much as we like Daniel Jones he has the worst (laughs) the worst quarterback schedule in fantasy that we brought down in the quarterback uh episodes so a little bit concerned about that um we do everybody e-money sanders but he's number two to mike uh uh thomas yeah michael thomas i was looking down the rest of this list here though too um let's go to the suggestions really quick and see who who they would recommend in the wide receiver category i i think like the most logical pick to me would be kirk just because he's going to be in a pass not pass happy but a we think more efficient offense to pair with Kenny and Drake. So we kind of get that one, two punch. He should see less true one man coverage with the hop. Maybe he plays this, not the slot because Larry Fitz had the most slot snaps last year, but he sees the more efficient, like downfield role with Kyler Murray. So I think that'd be like the, the most make the most sense, but then we'd kind of have to build safer floors in the backside. Cause we do have Odell and Christian Kirk. But now they that, offer a lot of offside for sure. That that being said, let's just broach really quick the friendship strategy, if you will. We do have Kenyon Drake. So are we confident enough in this Arizona offense that Kenyon Drake is going to get his and Christian Kirk is going to get his as a number two behind Nuke? That's that's where I like don't know. Um but then you can kind of throw the same role, like Brandon Cooks should see efficient touches, should be the number one. Is he gonna stay healthy? So it's kind of a tough spot. I do think we should go one of those two because they have a lot of upside and then just pair of safe floors. I, I think I think Christian Kirk is the guy. He could okay. still see 100 targets in that offense, and I think they take a big leap forward this year. And I just – honestly, man, I mean, first of all, we might be able to get Brandon Cooks later on because people are scared of him. And, you know, with that, I would rather wait on that, you know, the upside there with him because he, he kind of – he kind of scares me. We did sure. pick him in our previous mock draft in the quarterback episode, but we got him in like the 11th round or something stupid. You know, when we're doing yeah. that, darts, I'm all about it. Now we're looking at Jamison Crowder, Anthony Miller, Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, Deontay Johnson. Honestly, bro, I'm looking right past Crowder and Anthony Miller. I like them both, but they're both risky in my opinion. Mike Williams has huge upside, 10 touchdowns, a thousand yard upside. Darius Slayton's has upside, Deontay Johnson as well. We have. Two picks in four picks, <laughs> I think we can we can count on getting two of Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, or Deontay Johnson. I would feel great about it personally. How do you feel about this group? Yeah, I think that it, any combination of Mike Williams, Slayton, Anthony Miller, Deontay Johnson. What if we look at the tight end spot too? Because sure. Mike Gusecki and Hayden Hurst are still there. 
and that's something that if we kind of are forecasting Evan Ingram to be injured, that'd be a solid, I think, solid move to go this second year Hayden Hurst. I, I don't know that I don't know that we need to pick him yet. I think I think true. I think you know one or two both of those guys are going to fall. Again, we're in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth round. Yeah, and, that's true. And I know we need to get a backup for Evan Ingram, but we do have Evan Ingram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Okay. So I just I I think that I think because of the way that we drafted, and again, this is the point of the draft. We're like, okay, look, we made our decisions. We have to fucking ride this out. And to get two tight ends right now when we have two receivers on our team, that seems silly. Mm-hmm. I, I hear where you're coming from, that we need to get a backup. And if those guys are available on the, on the next round, I'm all about it. But we only have two receivers. And I think right now we need to spend these two picks on the turn to get two more receivers. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, like, the, say the best bet at receiver. Yeah, I don't mind Mike Williams. I think that – He's perceived bad because he doesn't get more than a thousand yards, but he gets a thousand yards every year. So I don't like as a number two, though. Yeah, like, for he, sure. He's a beast. I mean, he's going to be fine, and, and he, he was hurt the first three years of his career. I think he's going to be awesome. I, I I love me some Mike Williams. Also, yeah. he may he may not hit his ceiling with Tyrod Taylor because Tyrod's not that type of quarterback. I'm telling you guys, I'm confident. Just watching Justin Herbert's whole career at Oregon, I know he had his flaws because they nitpick everybody at the at the draft. Dude's got an arm. He's going to chuck it. And I think that Mike Williams is really going to benefit from that style quarterback um, when, when Justin uh, Herbert takes over. So I like that. Even if it's week six on, I like Mike Williams to, to take a big step there. For sure. All right. We still got, we still got your boy up there. If you want to, if you want to grab him now and then we can, you know, then we can look at, you know, our last two picks with a backup tight end or another running back or another receiver. Hmm. Is is my boy Anthony Miller or Slayton or Slayton? Yeah, I think that Slayton's like to me that's the most upside. I know the schedule's hard, but that means they're gonna have to be throwing the ball. They're gonna be losing, so like realistically, that means that like they're gonna we we hope they get more fantasy points because they're throwing the ball more. So I yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and get him here. This kind of makes the most sense. We kind of have like a plethora of wide receiver twos, which is yep. a good thing. Every one of them, in my opinion, though. Definitely has the chance to be a wide receiver one. For sure. For sure. So let's go to the draft board here. So a lot of running backs go, um, a lot of handcuffs slash Devontae Freeman for some reason. We've got two Boston, picks left. Boston Scott, Adrian Peterson. So, yeah, so we're back up here. Um, I think I think for sure we need to get a tight end. Yeah, Gusecki's still there. Maybe our second quarterback. Don't really need one. I think we could probably stream. Um, looking at the receivers – or the running backs are not a whole lot that I'm liking. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the Chase Edmonds pick just because Kenyon Drake is our running back. Um, they got, you know, Benjamin, but obviously it's not that big of a deal if they got him in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. And I don't see – I know we need receiver, but I don't see a lot of, like, tier gaps between – honestly, from, like, C.D. Lamb all the way down to Randall Cobb. They're both going to get the same amount of targets each game. So I think we don't really need to go that way. So I'd, I would think I would probably go Gusecki and then Chase Edmonds if he's there, or I don't mind Armstead at all. Cause if um, Leonard Fournette is on the outs, Armstead is the starter. So I think, I think Gusecki for sure. And then kind of work from there. I'm good with Mike Gusecki. Again, you and I are both higher on him than the consensus. I think 
Um, and again, this is going to destroy our fucking dra- uh, draft. Who cares? I don't care. I'm, I'm just saying, right pros. If, you know, if we end up getting like a fucking C minus on this and we, and we lose followers because of it, then uh, it's probably not the right people anyway. Um, I just want to throw it out there. All right, cool. So this is our last pick of the draft, man. We can go anywhere here. We can have some fun. We could go handcuff. Uh, we could go with uh, another um, receiver. We could go with a backup quarterback, which, I mean, personally, I know that the industry says, A, draft a late-round quarterback. B, if in a single QB league, maybe take two. I'll be honest with you, man. I play in a lot of leagues where it's like, you know, two flex or single flex, single quarterback. It's usually about six, seven bench. I take two quarterbacks at least in a single queue, and I'm taking three most of the time. And if I go early like I did Dak Prescott, that means there's value late for me as well. To go with Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford, in my opinion, with this type of team, I think is is absolutely killer. Um, you can look at the bye weeks here. Uh, just to make sure that your quarterback, you know, I don't really draft every other position for bye weeks, but you don't want to draft your quarterbacks for the same bye week because obviously you swap them out. But Dak's got a 10th round bye, Matt Stafford week five. Um, before you pick them, there's plenty of other quarterbacks too. Daniel Jones, huge upside, but again, worst strength of schedule. Baker Mayfield, huge upside, but I know he scarred you last year. Ben Roethlisberger, great upside, but we don't know what we're actually going to get. We could totally go handcuff with Chase Edmonds. We can go another receiver. I'm just kind of spitting flames here that, that Matt Stafford, yeah. he's staring me right in the face here, man. Like ninth, ninth best um, strength of schedule right here. Uh, 71% expert consensus is telling us to, to pick him. He's the QB 13 off the board. We're getting him in the last round of our draft here in the 13th round. Um, I feel good about it, but uh, I want to hear, hear your takes before we commit to anything. No, I like that a lot because, like, obviously we're not doing a league off of this, but, like, you could use that as the ultimate trade piece if a team needs a quarterback. So, I like that normally most drafts aren't going to go this shallow, so we could easily get Chase Edmonds, more receivers, et cetera, et cetera. So, I like, I like that pick a lot to end up the draft. Um, cool. So, yeah, so that is the end of the draft. Well, almost. We're going to get our really bad draft. And it's not actually that bad. I think Solid. That, yeah, I don't really know how they calculate that. So if you want to go ahead and read off the team in the draft, good, well, go yeah, for it. I will. So I'll tell you right now how they how they do it. So it's basically it's draft. It's based on the percentage of the ECR and what they tell you to draft. So for example, up up earlier in the draft, we picked Joe Mixon first, right? If we would have gone like Tyreek Hill there instead, our grade would have been higher. Uh, then we pick Kenyon Drake. If we go Austin Eckler, who's ranked higher our grade would have been higher. So it's based on that. But Lucas and I came in with a strategy, three running backs. We want to go running back heavy. We ended up with four running backs. We ended up with four receivers, two quarterbacks, two tight ends. Very, very balanced team. Like extremely balanced, which I I like a lot there. So the overall team looks like this. And I'll read it off positionally. And then Lucas, maybe you can just look at that column on the draft board and read off like which round we got everybody as well, just to give some perspective. So our team overall, Looks like Dak Prescott, quarterback. Joe Mixon and Kenyon Drake as our starting running backs. Odell and Christian Kirk, wide receiver one and two. Evan Ingram as our starting tight end. Jonathan Taylor on our flex. Then we have Devin Singletary, or sorry, uh, David Montgomery. My apologies, David Montgomery, Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, Mike Asicki, and Matt Stafford as our bench. Can you run through uh, just round by round who we took? If I hit the X, will it, will it go back to that? I think so. Let's find out. Okay, there we go. All right, so our team was Joe at the 111. Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor, OBJ, Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, Evan Ingram, 
Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, Mike Gusecki, Matt Stafford. We, we might have gone different those last two picks, but due to the fact that it's only 12 round, um, we got the guys we think we needed to get to fill out sort of the overall team. Who was your favorite pick in this entire draft? To be honest, it was probably Evan Ingram. I think that yeah, I think Evan Ingram – dude, Dave Montgomery, I'm going to have him in every single league. Not the fact that, like, I don't think there's a lot of upside because the O-line still isn't that great. The offense, like, still isn't fantastic. But he was, I think, RB21 last year, if I remember right. RB – sorry, 25. Okay, so everyone's like, RB25, that sucks. He's also won a rookie, for one. Two, Mike Davis was the starter the first week, and Tariq Cohn was there, and they had Mitch Trubisky. So it's only – going to get better because if you get the top 25 RB in round six anyways like that's fantastic excellent I like the the top running backs the running back strategy here I do like how it worked out I'm high on Joe Mixon high on Kenyon Drake they're both top seven for me Jonathan Taylor has top 15 upside I think as a rookie depending on what happened with Marlon Mack my favorite pick is actually Odell Beckham and I know that's kind of a trigger pick for some people but honestly getting him and his talent and the upside in the fourth round um, I like it. I like the upside. Obviously, our receivers are pretty hit or miss because we pretty much got Odell, who's a wide receiver one, but you know he's hit or miss um, potentially week to week. And then we have wide receiver twos after that and Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, and Darius Slayton. But overall, in a 12-round uh, mock, I do like this team a lot. Four running backs, four receivers, two tight ends, and two quarterbacks awesome man so that's our running back strategy so that was a running back heavy draft uh we picked four running backs in the first six rounds and we we knew we would find um wide receiver depth late we did uh christian kirk in the eighth mike williams in the ninth darius slayton in the tenth we got a backup tight end who we both have as a top 10 tight end and mike kosicki in the 11th and then matt stafford who we also have as a qb1 we got him in the 12th round to pair with dak prescott who could potentially uh, be the number one overall um, quarterback if anything happens to Lamar and or uh, Patrick Mahomes. So we've got him at number three. So I like this team a lot, man. We got a B overall, which is better than our B minus from last time or a C. I can't remember, but uh, either way, I feel pretty good about the team and, and overall with the strategy. I know you like it. Um, you feel pretty comfortable if you were to go to battle with this particular team. Yeah, I think that just straight up on um, you can stream wide receiver twos all the time. Like Odell, yeah. It might be risky, but this team's so other position heavy in terms of the guaranteed points a week that I think it's fine. And you could easily just find wide receiver depth elsewhere, trade Dave Montgomery, trade Donaldson Taylor, trade Kenyon Drake to actually fill out the team and still be fine. So, yeah, I like this a lot. I don't know if the 11 would necessarily be my favorite spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrick Henry going at the 107 or Dalvin Cook. Like, I think the middle would be like the peak because you can get Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Henry, and pair it with. If you're going RB heavy, hopefully I can Eckler. But if not, go get Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey. So, like, I think the middle, obviously Christian McCaffrey would be, like, who you want or a top three. But I think the middle is, like, the peak, um, like, lowest spot you'd want to be for RB heavy. Yeah, for RB heavy. I like that. And, actually, if you're going to look at that PPR or just look at best values, I actually kind of like the back. So, I like the 11 or 12 spot. 10, 11, 12, I think you can get some good value because you you get, like, a top – you know, you get a first rounder, obviously, in the 10th, 11th, 12th pick, but you also get first dibs on the second round. And just traditionally, whether it's the first three picks or the last uh, three picks, I like to be on that turn more so than in the middle personally. Um, so that's just kind of where I like to be no matter how the draft goes. So, all right, man, that wraps it up. Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor, Odell Beckham, 
Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, Mike Kosicki, and Matt Stafford. Our running back heavy draft, four running backs in the first six rounds, running backs or wide receivers late, tight ends late, and Matty Stafford, last pick of the draft. I like that in the 12th round for sure. We went running back heavy. We like that. Next week, we are going to be doing the wide receivers. We're going to be doing the wide receiver schedule, wide receiver rankings, and then we were doing a um, uh, zero RB strategy. So we'll be doing the opposite of this next week to see what it looks like as well. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment on our draft, how you feel we drafted. Maybe if we reached or we missed on some value, make sure you leave a comment there. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a rate and review anywhere you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. Of course, you can join our Facebook group as well, the Candlestick Kids. You can find all of our rankings, our upcoming articles, uh, information on the draft guide and the TCK pod listener leagues. You can find all that at tckpod.com. Lucas, it's always a pleasure, man. I hope everyone has a wonderful Thursday, a wonderful rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next week for the wide receiver breakdowns. This is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. And for Lucas Kaser, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.